What's poppin', man? It's Audio Al, and you're listening to Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, right here on YouTube, Spotify, or any of your favorite streaming apps. Thank you, Al. That is correct. Uh, this is episode number 81 on Tuesday, September 28th, 2021. It's the 11th episode of season four, Josh. We're excited. Vikings are finally uh, in the win column. Uh, are we feeling rocky or are we feeling happy today, pal? Both. Whoa. I will not play both at the same time, so we'll just rock. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as almost always, by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to them folks out there. Hey, everybody. Oh, that was very cheery, Josh. I like that. Uh, join our Discord. It's easily the best place you can interact with us. You can see us chit-chatting, and uh, you know, I, I can't think of something that rhymes with chit-chatting right now, but it's the best way to interact with us. Um, anchor.fm slash hoodpod is another great way to interact with the show. It's our preferred and only way to leave us voicemails, and voicemails are a great uh, little additional content to the show. Also, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com if you want to kick it old school. Shoot us an email. We would appreciate it. You can also find uh, some pretty cool stuff over at hiddenoaksoverdose.com. That's Josh's baby. That's Josh's child. Josh, would you consider this your firstborn, and then so um, the baby you're about to have is going to be your second child, or how do you how do you decide who gets firstborn rights and, and lineage and the bloodline and all that? I'll probably have to fight for it, but yeah, at this point, firstborn. But I'm I'm really hoping that the uh, secondborn isn't as disappointing in the long run. So. Well, only one way to find out, Josh. Uh, the segment start times, as always, are down in the description below as well for all you people listening, uh, not live, which should be everyone but Audio Al and Skybuster himself, Brian, right now. So thank you at Levi Oak Illustration for all the beautiful art you can see. Guy's been making us look clean and fresh and popping since the very beginning. So appreciate you, Levi. Josh, how are we doing today? You know, I'm doing great. I, it's, it's a beautiful Tuesday evening and we're podcasting how are you gar good um i'm doing good have you ever are you more of a fan of the so if you take football out of it let's say you know football didn't exist or football could be any time of the year do you prefer the fall like obviously we're transitioning from summer to fall right now today's a little warmer up here i imagine it's a little warmer down there but i guess if you what is your prime weather where do you exist the best when it's warm when it's cool when it's in the middle when it's cool when it's cool okay so you're getting happier then josh's frown is finally starting to turn upside down yeah yeah no sometimes i do handstands to make my frowns upside down that seems like a lot of effort just to turn a frown upside down is there an easier way to do that or is that literally the only option easiest way of all time (laughs) okay uh i mean yeah Uh, nothing else going on in your life no uh no cool stuff you've done in the last or how was legoland i mean that seems like something we have to talk about josh well, okay, I thought that was going to be for the uh, two-hour ex- special edition, but uh, Legoland was prime time, about a 9.6 out of uh, 10. Uh, had a little bit too many people um, that were my height, so it was hard to see all of the items on the shelf. Um, I'm used to going in there when there were kids about, you know, half my size. Um, 
we had to wait in line, which is just another tenth of a point off. Um, and then, you know, they wouldn't let me steal half of the things that were already built. So, you know, all in all, 9.4 out of 10 or whatever I said earlier. Um, got myself a NASA ship. So technically working for NASA. Um, definitely not doing it right now as we're podcasting, but don't worry about that. No video, no problem. Am I right? Um, how, how are you, Gar? How, how was Lego? Oh, you didn't go. It was just Carmel and I. Yeah, did, uh, was meeting Carmel Bear in the flesh for the first time great at Legoland? He was totally there for sure, for reals. So I don't know if it was him or not, but there was definitely someone wearing a Nacho Libre costume, um, and it, it may have been him, but it definitely shouting things that uh, sounded um, interesting. And, and as he's running away, the only thing I could see, even though he's running away from me, was his mustache. So um, just got to go ahead and guess it was Carmel. Maybe his dad was there trying to distract the guards so Carmel could get to Legoland but uh we'll never know all right excellent josh thanks for filling us in on legoland we're about five minutes in so let's keep her flowing here josh let's move on right into that fan tasty zone how huh? would you say is this a hidden oaks original or not and notice oh it's still there it still does say hidden oaks original so this is the hidden oaks original fan tasty zone is that correct yes sir and who brings us the hidden oaks original fan tasty zone josh the ones that bust the sky Skybusters. thank you Skybusters. Got any food sponsors over there, Josh? You drinking or snacking or anything? Um, I have got a Line and Kugel's Oktoberfest that I found in the back of my fridge. Found in the back of your fridge. Does that imply it's been there since last October? Or no, it just got pushed back there because we bought different uh, soda pops and got it pushed back. So I had to reach past the sparkling static water and uh, grab this. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, Well, I've got. uh... I've got a classic uh, hood pot Arnie Palmer here. I will say though that I might die of cancer because uh, the the normal the gas station I usually get them from they were out of the normal Arnie Palmer just like the regular. So I've got diet Arnie Palmer here. So Josh, if I if I get cancer, you know what happened to me? You know I've been I've been drinking diet sodas and light drinks and sugar free alternatives for decades now since before Nam was a Nam. And I've only been diagnosed three or four times, so you should be fine with just one. Oh, okay. I'm pretty happy with that then. I've also got a, another fruit roll-up here. The, the box seems to be never-ending. Oh, no. And I, and I couldn't That's be the downfall. Oh, no. The fruit roll-up? That's what's going to get me? What's the number one ingredient? It's just corn syrup. I mean, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, but 100% of people who have consumed corn die someday, so... Damn it. You're right. Well, it's been a good run. Uh, Josh, we uh, we all love the fan interaction, the Fantasy Zone. That's what the Fantasy Zone is all about. It's how we're interacting with our fans either throughout the show or now throughout the Discord. We did get a lovely little uh, a lovely little note from uh, Brian. We thought he was dead a couple times. We're definitely stretching Brian Thrin with uh, all he's been doing for the show. But uh, we will we will ring him for all he's worth. Josh, we got a nice little voicemail here or a nice little email here, and I'm trying to find my button. I'm totally stalling. Here we go. You've got mail. There we go. So let's go ahead and see what Brian had to say for us in the fantasy zone today. Uh, subject line, hi guys. Just got done listening to the show. A couple questions. What are pregnancy pics and when did it be and when did that become a thing? And if you get them, why downtown? Are there more pregnancies in the city? See, I would have guessed there were more in the burbs. And according to my calculations, 100% of all people I know who have had pregnancy pictures taken have been spit on. Sad, really. Two, if people are betting on my running back, shouldn't I collect a percentage? Gar grinds right after Josh's big poll. Coincidence? 
I know it is a bit that you rag on some of your extremely loyal listeners about saying position and team, but never heard of any of Josh's Humpty Pumpty segment except one. All in all, another good effort. Love the grum. Brian. Josh, when did pregnancy pictures become a thing? I feel like Brian's interrogating you a little bit here. Honestly, I don't know. It was one of those things that I was like, what? What are we doing? All right, well whatever i know that there's some couples out there that do it and so obviously i'm gonna go along with it because i love my wife and so we went downtown because our photographers are down there and i mean let's be honest we came up to big lake the only thing that we could use as a background is cornfields or you know neighborhoods so i didn't necessarily want that so we found some spot down there took pictures in a park um yeah it was it was all right it was nice it was a beautiful evening um, I did get spit on, so yes, Brian, you do know 100, 100% of people you know did get spit on. Um, but yeah, as far as how long they've been around, around seven weeks. Uh, Brian's second question here, I mean, he's supposed to be our, you know, like our prob and stats, our probability and statistics big knocker. He says, are there more pregnancies in the city? Uh, just by, you know, the population, I would have to imagine there are more pregnancies in the city, Josh. Would you agree with that or disagree with that? Yes. Okay, so nice try, Brian. You're not going to trip us up there. And then his other question was, if people are betting on his running back, which is Joe Mixon, should he collect a percentage? Um, I don't really think so. Is it, does Brian really own Joe Mixon? Is he going back to the slave trade all of a sudden, Josh? Or what's Brian implying here? I, I just think that he wants some uh, some sort of reparations for his you know hindsight. He's, he's smarter than everybody and has him already. Uh, I see. He's just trying to wet his beak a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, Josh, uh, we do have some senior correspondents out in the field, and they've been completely dead, uh, well, mostly completely dead um, uh, since the draft. We have heard a couple, uh, we have got a couple transcripts, a couple telegrams, no audio messages, but Josh, we got our first uh, our first senior correspondent uh, live on the field right now, or in the field right now. Uh, this is our David. He's currently also the guy who is leading the... Uh, um the pod play along so everyone should know this gentleman from there as well but uh without further ado we got uh, our senior bears correspondent out in the field let's see what he has to say hey there garlic this is bert 85 mcstuffins beat reporter for the chicago bears and let me tell you what the streets of chicago are going nuts on this monday morning we do not like matt Nagy and his pussy ass play calling you got justin fields the athlete of the future that you traded up for and you're handicapping him like he's some dollar store mitch trubisky you know we can go 12 and 4 with albeit a better defense than we have this year but Mitchell fucking Trubisky at the helm and we got Justin Fields our god and savior and Matt Nagy's gonna call these little dump off passes getting this man 68 yards albeit Miles Garrett did murder our entire offensive line but we can work on that we need Matt Nagy out of here or we need him to grow some serious tentacles to start using these offensive weapons we have and giving our Chicago Bears a chance to get back to the Super Bowl. So I was mistaken. I thought that was uh, my good friend David Cushing. That was actually Burt McStuffins, Josh. And I got to say, I think Burt McStuffins way better than David. What do you think? Yeah, Burt McStuffins should probably be a part of the show someday. Yeah, I mean, he's he's way better than the two of us combined. I mean, he only talked for 60 seconds, and we've been going here for fucking 11 minutes. Yeah, we can... Uh, we should we could have, like, a roundtable. If we could find a Lions fan or just, you know, a refrigerator that makes some droning noises, we could probably get the four of us to have a discussion. 
Uh, do you think it's pretty fair, though, that just uh, just so we can acknowledge the senior correspondence slightly more, uh, do you think it's fair, though, that all the Bears fans want Matt Nagy out of there? Or do you think maybe Burt McStuffins is uh, overreacting a tad? I, I think it's a general consensus that uh, Matt Nagy is the is kind of like the the Scooby-Doo meme where they pull the the mask off of the villain and then it's like someone else's face. Um, they're doing that right now and it is um, Adam Gase. So Matt Nagy and Adam Gase are the same person. Excellent. All right. Well, good call, Josh. Um, thank you, uh, Burt McStuffins, for calling in as our first senior correspondent of the football season. Uh, memes, Josh, uh, I'll just make a quick note. It's really hard to direct the attention of so many people. There's only like four to six of us that are in the Discord religiously. Uh, to get people to quote-unquote vote on memes for a quote-unquote meme of the week, it's going to be too hard when we've got all these other things going on. So I'm just going to say memes are going to stay in the Discord. The channel will stay standalone, but uh, we're not going to talk about them on the show anymore. This is, this is the end, Josh. We've killed memes uh you can just enjoy them in the discord and there will be no memes of the week hammer wins forever and forever amen josh, thank goodness uh josh uh but i figure since we do talk about gridiron gossip stuff uh we won't go into depth on anything but kind of the two big discussions since last week's show were what it means to be injury prone and then kind of kirk cousins and or what you want to do with your salary cap uh, i mean you've already stated plenty in the chat itself do you have any other thoughts or do you feel like you learned anything um from the people who were discussing in the gridiron gossip group this week or just any, any just anything you got to say about it no i guess um I guess I learned some things about my my definition of injury prone now. And so when I say Delvin, or when I used to say Delvin Cook is injury prone, it was not necessarily. So I believe Eric's is the one that said, you know, half a season consistently. Um, and that makes more sense. And so when we're talking like Delvin or guys who miss one to two games a season, mid season, because they get banged up, pull a groin, do something like that, I consider that more durability issue. But if they are someone like, um, Kevin White or John Ross, and they uh, um, miss majority of the season, the majority of the time that they're supposed to be playing. Um, then, then I'd say that they're a little bit more injury prone. Um, but apparently, CJ Ham thinks Delvin's injury prone, according to one of our uh, uh, junior correspondents. Um, and so, um, but yeah, as far as overall things, I, I don't. I will go on record saying that I changed my tone about Delvin being injury prone. He's just more of a um, individual who is like, you know, many, many, many guys. Um, durability th as the season begins, whether it's conditioning or not, um, needs to take some time off just to heal up. All right. Well, that makes sense, Josh. And he stinks. Oh, okay. Well, that was a, that was a CJ Ham quote according to you. Uh, Josh, go ahead and talk about your massive poll so we can keep her going here. Yeah, so last week I asked everybody which coach they'd want to represent uh, your team in a fight to the death, and we had a 7-4 to four victory, or 6-3 to three victory for Mike Vrabel, the, 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 um, the, the, the phallus-shaped eater himself. Um, next, I added another one that's a little bit more fun, a little bit not necessarily football-related, um, and I asked which is more likely to be a true conspiracy? A. Nagy is intentionally game planning against Justin Fields. B, the Lions are actually cursed. C, the refs make calls to keep games close. D, sewer alligators. And so far we have one vote for sewer alligators, and that was from none other than Carmel himself. Excellent. Okay. Well, which uh, do you want to give a little spoiler on which one you're voting for? Or you want to keep that closer to the vest for now? 
I will keep that closer to the vest, but I'm going something like B. That's That feels like the most... Uh, oh, someone else just put B. Um, that just feels like, after this week, the most likely situation. So, um, yeah. Do you think the curse Mo will be lifted if they... Sorry, just one more point. Do you think the curse will be lifted if they pay Calvin Johnson his money? Or do you think the curse existed long before that dispute? Oh, long before. Barry Sanders retiring on, in his quote-unquote prime. Um, you know, there's 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 been a lot of things in that Lions lifetime that uh, definitely points to curse. Um, I think that you know, sacrifice of some sort is required. All right, well, Josh, let's keep moving here. We'll go with a uh, garlic grinder. It's a real quick hitter today, so we can save a little bit of time. Josh, you love to see a player pop back up after a big hit. Nah, maybe not even player. You love to see a person pop back after up after a big hit. You love to see someone who takes a big hit early and then just rocks the rest of the game, does their job, does everything they're supposed to do. My garlic grinder, my gar's grinder of the week is other than the Eagles water boy that got absolutely wrecked on the sideline. Um, don't go watch it now, people listening live, but if you're listening uh, later on the pod, I just posted the clip in the general chat. Uh, this dude got absolutely rocked by a pile of uh, giant athletes, and uh, he got right back up, and he was serving water just like he was supposed to for the rest of the game. So good for him. That's uh, that's my guards grinder for the week. Josh, let's talk about some pod class play-along stuff, huh? What do you say, pal? Yeah, we could do that. Sorry, I ignored everything you said about waiting till later, and I'm watching it now. That dude just about took out that water cooler or whatever that is. Yeah, he, uh, it was, uh, it was that, that feel like it went further into the sideline than it needed to. It seemed like they were being a little dramatic with the momentum there, but. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, the second that they hit him, the play stopped, and so I'm wondering if Green Bay can reach out and sign him. <laughs> Maybe. All right, Josh, podcast play along. Who, who rocked week three, and why wasn't it you? How come we haven't said your name yet? I'm biding my time. I'm going <laughs> to okay. wait till the last uh, five weeks of the season to put up 250 each week. Um, okay. But we've got uh, Brain at the top with 167.75, Garlic with 151.98, and then Christel with 137.75. Do you know who Christel is, Josh? Is that T's mom? That's T's girlfriend, not T's mom. Same thing. Uh, all right, Josh. What about the standing? So obviously, it's not going to look normal until everyone's got five games under their belt, and then a couple people have missed some weeks. But what are the standings looking like three weeks in? Uh, David um, with four hundred thirty point eight two, Derek with four nineteen point three eight, Hambone with three ninety point seven six. So Jesse got knocked out of the top ten or top three. Wow! Um, and all is right with the world. No, honestly, Jesse might have got knocked out of the top 10. Like, he took a plummet. I think his week three score was like 60 or something. So he might be like 10 or 11th. I think it was looking earlier. And Jesse got knocked down pretty hard. So he's going to have to bounce yeah, back. Yeah, but if it's, a, you know, the top th scores or whatever, he's going to be, I guess, yeah, like you said, we'll have to wait to see like five or six. Because if he has two more back-to-back -back good weeks, he'll just jump right back up. Right, yeah, but David and Derek hold their first and second spot from a week ago. Josh, who would you like last week and how'd they do? Um, I had DK Metcalf, um, who is a wide receiver for Seattle. Um, he was worth, or he had a $7,200 price tag, and he put up 19.7, which was good for 2.7 times his value. Um, and all of that happened in like the first quarter, from what I understand, for the most part. Yeah. And Paul Allen, Paul Allen made sure to remind everybody during the uh, the broadcast because Nikita and I were listening to it on the way home from church, and or no. No, it was on our way to a 
event. Um, and he just every other word and DK Metcalf lining up. He hasn't done anything since the first quarter. DK Metcalf hasn't touched the ball since the first quarter. And I just want everyone to know. You literally hate Paul Allen. Why do you listen to him? Just don't listen to him. You literally, you li- literally hate listen to him. You do it to rile yourself up. I don't understand it. it seems mentally yeah. unhealthy. It's like a, it's like a pre-workout without the caffeine. No, um, we were we were driving, so I didn't have many options, and that's what we were listening to. Gotcha. All right, and uh, DK Metcalf, you did say he was a wide receiver for Seattle, correct? Yes, I did. Yep. Okay, excellent. Uh, I had last week. I did have Gronk, the tight end for Tampa Bay, as a stud. Uh, he was sixty-five hundred. He only got seven point five. It's only one point two times his value. Obviously, it's not. You know, FanDuel's not saying he's projected six point five points, but still only one point two times value is not very good. I mean, it's better than you know, better than worse than the value. But he, I would not say he's stud worthy technically. Um, for this week though, Josh, I've got a dud. I'm sick of picking studs. I'm picking a dud. The way we watched Jalen Hurts play last night, the way Sam Darnold's been having life a little bit too easy, I'm saying Sam Darnold's going to be a dud this week. He's not an expensive quarterback. He's only got a 72 hunch. I'm sure he'll have more than 1.0 times his value. He'll probably put up like maybe, you know, 15 points on the week, you know, but, uh, it's not you could find much better values at quarterback so sam Darnold should not be in your lineup on FanDuel this week that's what i'm saying sam Darnold dead not a bad call especially with cmc missing likely uh this week as well as next and that defense has been rolling i have uh max williams who's the tight end for arizona former minnesota gopher spells his name with two x's and he is forty five hundred dollars um and going up against the rams i think that he's had back-to-back decent weeks even though two weeks ago he only had a decent week because he caught a ricocheted ball off a helmet and somehow landed in his arms you find a way josh you find a way to be great uh oh yeah we've got a looks like we've got another quick hitter here a new one uh what's with the change and what do we got this week yeah, so as Brian kind of alluded in the email, there's there's a lot of a lot of moving parts with the old segment that I had with a quick hitter. And so since you do the Gars Grinder, someone that really impressed you and stuff, I'm gonna do Josh's Joker, which is just, you know, you know, something that just absolutely stands out as an ab- a disgrace to um what what should be happening. And so week one I would have said the Green Bay Packers. Uh week two I would have said special teams in Minnesota. Um, week three, I'm going to stick within the division and I'm going to go with Justin Fields, more so Chicago as a whole, um, with Matt Nagy, um, their future as, as, uh, McStuffin said, uh, was sacked nine times with only six completions. Um, his net yardage was, I believe one yep. since, uh, passing yards is subtracted from number of sacks. Um, and I just want to go ahead and point out that Mitch Trubisky tied his net yardage in passing. Um, because Trubisky got to throw a ball. So moving on from uh, from Trubisky to Fields, worst decision ever, question mark? That's the only logical explanation, Josh. It makes sense. Yeah. And so that was Josh's Joker of the Week. The referees were a close second. Close second? Maybe, maybe they'll get in there next week, depending on how they affect the Packers. No, I was talking. I was referring more to to the Lions. Oh, dude, that delay a game, brutal. Uh, yep. Anyway, or um, lack thereof, I should say. Yeah, right. Um, Hidden Oaks highlights, five twenty-four p.m. Right down that segment time. Thanks, Josh. 
What was the side bet last week, Josh? Who won it? Un perdor. Un predator. Highest scoring losing team. Uh, over the hill with 122.75. Um, I believe that's Bradley. Oh, yeah. Bradley's got a slick five bucks coming his way. Not me. Again, the side bets are a sham, but uh, Brady, you're going to have a sweet five bucks uh, sliding your way. Josh, what about the blowout and the nail biter? What were what, what was going on last week in uh, in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League? Well, I don't know, but um, blowouts, we had uh, Jesse beating Jamie 151.2 to 120.3 for a 31-point difference. Uh, there were four victories with about 30-point margins. Uh, so there were quite a few blowouts. Uh, as far as a nail biter, it's just the most. It's it's a good old fashioned Hidden Oaks lose off, in my opinion. Uh, we've got Garrett winning with an eighty one points over. I don't even know who Hammer. He was oh Hammer. Sorry, I was reading his whole thing as one. So yeah, point six five victory. So Garrett had eighty one. Hammer had eighty point three five in a PPR league, and. Yeah, granted, I barely scored over those points the first two weeks, but hey, um, they they played each other, and somehow somebody scored 81 and got a win. I'm not bitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, catch 22 there, handbone himself. That dude cannot catch a break. He is 0-3 after having the number one overall pick. Obviously, CMC going down didn't help, but uh, it's looking pretty bleak for, uh, for old handbone there. Josh, you got yeah. yourself the the highs and the lows of the week. Who, what were the what was the worst team? What was the best team? And uh, who who makes the list? So we've got uh, worst quarterback going. Uh, worst quarterback, Justin Fields, as I already mentioned, with only four point six points. Uh, Damian Williams was in a starting lineup who scored zero. Tyson Williams, another pathetic outing, two point two. AJ Brown with only point three points. Roby Anderson with one point eight. David Njoku, um, who's a tight end, um, with zero. And then in the flex, we had Cephas with 1.8 points. And then defense, San Fran's defense with negative one. And then kicker, Greg the Legs Erline with only four. That roster would have got you a solid 12.9. If we go into the uh, highs of the week, we had Josh Allen with 40.8. Zeke Elliott with 26.6. Damian Harris, no. Najee Harris with 28.2. Can't talk. Devontae Adams with 31.2. Cooper Cup with 30.6. Tight end Mike Gesicki with 18.6. And then Mike Williams, 33.2. The Saints defense with 19. And then Tucker McManus tied with 16. Um, Overall, the high scores for starters was 244.2. Josh, you made the low list twice, and you scored like 140 points. How is that possible? Are you cheating? Are you practicing sorcery? Yeah, but I also made the high list twice, so it evens out. I suppose. Whatever works for you, man. All right, Josh. That was a pretty sweet week three, I'd say. Week four of the side bet is forget about buys. So this is going to be the team with the biggest drop in total weekly score from week three to week four. No empty starters allowed, obviously. Uh, we come up with uh, tiebreakers on the fly normally, Josh. What uh, what do you want to do as a tiebreaker for this one, huh? Oh, boy. Um, I would say lowest players, like lowest individual player score. 
Okay. Actually, no. Let's do something different. Let's do highest individual player score, because if they got the highest individual player score and still managed to drop the lowest, that's pretty impressive. Okay. All right. I like that nice little tiebreaker there, Josh. Um, speaking of, and this is probably one I'm not going to win because uh, I scored like one of the lowest scores in the league in the league last week. So it's just another conspiracy to keep the side bet money out of my hands. Josh, uh, do you have the week four up already, or do you want me to talk about the nail biters or the uh, the blowouts first? You can you can talk about it. I got it pulled up, but. Okay, well, I mean, I think I predicted correctly last week that Jesse was going to blow out Jamie, despite Jamie being good this year, like always. If I'm looking at the projected scores here for week four, the biggest blowout is supposed to be uh, Eric over Hammer, which is interesting because they're both 0-3, so I guess that's probably just assuming CMC remains out. I'm going with, though, you know what, I think Jesse remains hot. No, I can't do it. Uh, I think Jamie's having a rough go of it. Patrick Mahomes is having a tough time. I think Nikita, your wife, is going to blow out Jamie. Uh, for the nail biter, I'm going to go with um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Bradley. 0-3 Bradley versus 1-2 team name. Uh, I think you're going to struggle for a win this week, Josh. It's going to be close either way. I don't know that you're going to get it, but I'm going to say the nail biter is going to be between team name and over the hill here. What do you think for nail biter and blowout? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think I'm going to get blown out, though. It's just, you know, how the season goes. Um, I changed my team name to team name just because I needed a change. Lambeau Fields wasn't doing it. Um, so uh, I warned you it was a bad team name. And look at you. You're undefeated yep, with a no. new team name. Yep. No, you're definitely right. So I think uh, now that we've got the two se- two weeks of uh, preseason out of the way, I'm 1-0. Oh. Um, everybody else is 0-1. Oh I beat everybody. Um, but, yeah, as far as I think that... Uh, yeah, without uh, CMC, I think Cameron's going to have a hard time. I do like Nikita's team. She's been killing it. Even though last week she had a decently close game. Um, Jesse's probably going to find a way to lose. So, I, I don't know. I look. I, it looks like a lot of different close games. I think T's going to kick your butt, though. All right, pal. I don't know if I need that negativity. I'm projected to beat him by 12. I never said he's going to kick your butt in fantasy football. Well, he's not tall enough to kick my butt in real life. Dude's like four foot three. Fine, he'll headbutt you. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, if Dalvin's out, I'm going to have another rough week for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, next week we'll probably come in with a little quarterly report. We'll go over the standings quick, just see what everyone's doing after four weeks. But uh, to your point, Josh, Nikita has been killing it. So uh, we'll talk about that more next week. Anything else you want to say about the redraft league, Josh, before we move into the old medical minute? It's fixed, and I should be 3-0. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, let's go. Medical Minute. Okie dokie. Dr. Jamie Hammer this week wanted to talk to us about something she just recently saw where she's working up in Duluth. Um, I don't know much about it. Uh, The label on the file she sent was vocal cord dysfunction. So uh, let's read. Let's read. Let's uh, listen and learn more about this, Josh. Nope, that's the wrong audio file. (laughs) Embarrassing. Could you imagine a producer being so bad? This is Dr. Jamie Hammer here for this week's Medical Minute. This week's episode actually comes from a case example that I worked on this week. I had a young patient, a 13-year-old girl, who went to mountain biking camp and started to experience some pretty intense asthma symptoms as she was riding down the mountain. After I started talking to her, I ruled out that this was just due to the change in elevation, but ended up finding out that after she took her dad's inhaler, she had some improvement. I was all ready to go with this diagnosis of exercise-induced asthma, but when I really started hearing her story, it sounded not like she was wheezing and having trouble getting air in, but more like she was having trouble getting air out. 
I ended up talking to one of our pulmonologists up here in Duluth and found out that there's this other diagnosis that's very similar, but it's actually called vocal cord dysfunction. This is a condition that causes the vocal cords to spasm and doesn't allow a person to take a breath in. It kind of feels like they're suffocating or like an elephant is sitting on their chest. In order to relieve this, a lot of people think that an inhaler is helpful because they take it and they get better, but they get better within five to 10 minutes, which says the medicine in the inhaler isn't actually working. It's just the passage of time that's helpful. How does a person experiencing vocal cord dysfunction or these symptoms get over them and continue to participate in sports like they want to? What you do is you send them to physical therapy. They can work with a speech therapist in order to relax their vocal cords and learn to deal with these sort of uh, spasms in the vocal cords. It's more of a speech therapy. They do things like lip buzzing and humming that sort of increase the amount of control that they have over their vocal cords and prevents them from needing to use a medication long term. This tends to flare in moments of stress and can go away in times of um, more confidence or feeling more handle on your sport, but it does end up producing a lot of symptoms for athletes, and so I thought this was a cool condition to bring to your guys' attention, and please let me know if you have any other ideas for next week. Otherwise, I look forward to talking to you then. Take care. Yeah, Josh, I mean, you're much more of an athlete than I've ever been or ever will be. I, you know, I don't want to say you've ever suffered from any sort of a vocal cord dysfunction, but I think that's pretty neat. Uh, do you think there's ever been times where, you know, people have got the wind knocked out of them or this and that? People got, guys are huffing and puffing and, uh, you know, instead of having asthma or some sort of other condition, they've actually had vocal cord dysfunction? No, I can't think of any instances that that's happened in like around me where it might have been that. Um, there's some times where I would I wished it would happen to some people, you know, most <laughs> specifically, you know, fans of teams like the Vikings or the Bears. Um, but uh, most times it's not even vocal cord dysfunction, more so, uh, you know, texting dysfunction. But uh, um, yeah, no, that's a that's a new one. I do think that yeah, definitely plays a role because if it produces asthma-like symptoms. Um, it, it could be, you know, definitely something that athletes misinterpret as asthma. So thank you, Dr. Hammer. Yeah, I mean, that, that one's totally all new to me as well. Um, oh, I'll, Al's over here wishing for a safe space. Sorry, bud, not going to find it. Uh, yeah, sorry, Al. Uh, I cannot, Josh cannot be controlled or contained. Yeah, I mean, we don't really, we're not going to, we're not going to be able to provide commentary every week. Um, but Jamie, we appreciate you learning us about vocal cord dysfunction. I'm sure there's going to be someone out there who appreciates it uh, a lot. Uh, it's going to be super relatable to someone for sure. Uh, but that was the medical minute, Josh. Let's go ahead and move on right on to the Faye Favre. Uh, might as well just oh. keep, oops, sorry, go ahead. We, we didn't, I thought we were going to do the, uh, one-hour documentary on Josh Gordon returns. Uh, we're not doing that ever again. We've already done that probably three different times on the podcast. I will, uh, before we do move on, though, I will say for the Medical Minute, if you haven't seen the Discord yet, uh, we have started a new channel for the Medical Minute. I probably won't leave it visible all the time just because I do like to try and keep the channels down just so people don't get overwhelmed. Uh, but if you have any requests for topics or questions or anything else for Dr. Jamie Hammer to cover... Go into the Discord, go into the Medical Minute channel and just type them in. I don't think there's anything wrong. Uh, you, know, I, you know, there's no wrong questions. There's no wrong topics. You know, there's no guarantee that Jamie is an expert on what you're talking about. There's no guarantee that Jamie, you know, answers your request or your question. But there's certainly no harm in putting it in there. I think uh, Jamie having more topics to kind of choose from versus uh, just kind of making them up on her own would uh, would only benefit D Jamie on the show. So if you have any requests for the Medical Minute, please go into the Medical Minute channel in Discord and request them there. All right, Josh, now we can move on to the Hidden Oaks original. 
Faye Favre, Josh. And this week's topic was TV dramas. Was there anything, uh, you know, what, what sort of criteria did uh, were you thinking about this week? Was it as tough for you as it was for me? Because I fucking struggled. Yeah, so when you sent that message in the uh, Discord, I definitely went, oh, I should probably start making a list. So uh, it definitely got uh, difficult when I wrote, started writing down all the names of shows. Um, I went with uh, kind, kind of rewatchability, so shows that I've seen multiple times um, or plan on watching multiple times, I should say. So I've got a, quite, a, quite a thick stack of uh, honorable mentions. I'm sure you do as well. Um, how about you? Any criteria for your decisions? Yeah, I mean, I th- I wish I would have. Uh, like, I uh, I'll talk about it more when we get into it, and I'll kind of explain it through my honorable mentions. Um, but yeah, I mean, rewatchability probably would have been a good one. But uh, I don't know if there's any shows on my list I wouldn't rewatch or wouldn't be willing to. Um, so I don't know. It was uh, talking about TV coming up with just four was tough because I've watched a lot of TV. I haven't watched you know some of the big shows that everyone else has watched, but uh, I've watched a lot of TV in my day. But uh, you know, it's not yeah. all about us, Josh. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Were you gonna say something? Oh, I was just gonna say yeah. When it comes like to explain the rewatchability more for me, um, it's not necessarily because I would definitely rewatch all of these shows myself. Um, but it's more so if I have or not. So you know, these oh, shows on gotcha. my top four are shows that I've seen multiple times. Maybe not all the way through, but I've seen multiple times, multiple seasons, that sort of thing. All right. Well, uh, we've got some lovely fans who contributed to the Fave Favre as well. It's a fan favorite segment. Got three of them this week, Josh, and I will go ahead and play them in whatever order I choose. I believe Al got his in last week, though. He was being a very good student. I try and remind people that they get their Fave Favres in as early as they want, and Al was super early. So I'll go ahead and play Audio Al's Fave Favre TV dramas first. What do you got for us, Al? What is up, fellas? It's Audio Al, finally, with a fave Favre. I keep forgetting, so uh, forgive me, Josh. Uh, this is a fave Favre of drama series. And I pulled up, uh, I sorted by dramas on IMDb, just to, just so there's no, there's no technicalities here. They're all on a list. So number four, I'll go with, uh, I've never actually seen this one. It's just got a great title. It's called Vikings Skull. Uh, number three, we got... Friday Night Lights. You can't lose with this one, especially with clear eyes and a full heart. Uh, number two, Ozark. Love love me some good mo- money laundering and crime. And number one, Breaking Bad, obviously. It's, you know, unmatched. Brian Cranston, let's go. See you next time. Josh, I believe you've watched The Viking Show, right? Did you, or am I thinking of someone else? Like, have you liked that show? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was good. Um, I've uh, I've I've suggested many, many, many character names for uh, for our child's name, but they've all got shot down. Oof. Apparently, Ragnar isn't acceptable. I mean, I think it is, um, but I'm also not naming your child. You also guys are just as selfish as Jamie and Hammer and didn't put up the child naming rights into the league winner this year. So I mean, unbelievable, unbelievable. What do you mean? I'm going to win, so I get to pick. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Breaking Bad, I never got in on it. Were you in on it? I know Nate and Jord were big into it. I don't know if you were in on the Breaking Bad uh, train, though, yourself. I, I hopped on later, so I kind of hitched a ride um, from a different station. So it, I believe it had finished by the time I'd watched it, but I'd never seen any um, spoilers, so I was fortunate that way. Um, so, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It didn't make my top, or my fave Favre, but it made my uh, honorable mention. 
All right, well, uh, we'll go to Walters next because I think Brian's going to bring it with his. Um, so we'll go with Walters next. But uh, we got two first-timers of the season. We got Al and then Walters back-to-back. So let's see what Walters' uh, Fave Favre TV dramas were. Walters coming at you with Fave Favre TV dramas. Let's get it started. Number five, Law & Order, the theme song alone is a reason for it to make this list. Uh, the intrigue of the investigation in the courtroom throughout the episode was a lot of fun as well. Number four, or I'm sorry, number three, House, Hugh Laurie's character, his ability to have that aha moment to solve medical mysteries was so much fun. I loved those shows. Jennifer Morrison and Olivia Wilde, super hot. and Gotta love them as well. Number two, Game of Thrones. This is some of the best script writing I have ever seen in television. Plus, it also had some of the most epic, iconic, and holy shit moments in all of television. Moving on to Band of Brothers, my favorite. Band of Brothers, you are taking true stories of the most iconic war in the United States history. You are placing it in one of the best scripts ever written, and it also has tons of action and gunfight scenes which makes it the most complete show ever <laughs> it sounded like he wanted his own walk-off shot there but he got cut off at the end walters though seemed out of breath uh but very enthusiastic about his list do you think it was a little bit of uh whatever the equivalent of roster baiting is for your Faye Favre list yeah either that or he was uh similar to me right now and, and dinner's being made in the background Oof, yeah, that would make me lose my breath, too. Do, did you ever get on the Band of Brothers fan wagon, Josh? That was his number one drama. I never watched a, a episode myself. Nope, I never, I've never seen it as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I know Walters is big into that war stuff, so that makes sense. All right, uh, thank you, Walters, for your contribution. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll give uh, the fan walk-off shot to Brian, Brian's Fave Favre TV dramas. Let's see what you got, Mr. Skybuster. Hello, this is Brian with my fave Favre for the Week TV dramas. We didn't say current or all-time, so I'm going with all-time. My number four all-time TV drama, The Americans. Carry your Russell's butt, enough said. <laughs> number three, Dexter. Number two, Game of Thrones. The character development on that show is unbelievable. And my number one TV drama of all time is The Sopranos. It gets you hooked right from the opening tune all the way to the end. Uh, Really, really, really good show. Do you ever watch them there, Sopranos, Josh? I never got into it. I think it's probably, you know, for kids who grew up, <laughs> kids, uh, kids who grew up our age, it was probably just a little bit old for us. Obviously, it's still available on HBO. You could go watch it now, but I myself have not got into the old Sopranos. I have not either. I did not watch it. Um, but I, I do see a lot of positive things on it, so uh, maybe it might be worth a check out, but we'll see. There's a lot of TV these days. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things for me, and that was the last fan, so I don't feel like I'm talking over anyone else at this point, uh, last fan submission. Uh, so, I mean, there's just some of those big shows that I just never got into myself. Sopranos would be one of them, Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, um, just shows that were Game of Thrones, shows that were huge for literally everybody else, but it was, I was too busy watching, 
you know, something else. So I don't know. I don't know. What, uh, you know, it's probably shows I'll, you know, I'll eventually probably work through in the old backlog of amazing media, but also I think we're in a day and age right now where there's so much shit getting produced that, you know, I could spend a lifetime watching literally everything but all the big shows and uh, never have time for the big ones. So I don't know. Do you feel like you've, you feel like you've ever missed out on a big show, Josh? Have you, I, I, any FOMO for any of the shows that have gone on or not really? You're happy with uh, the media you consume. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with it. I don't even I don't even think we have like an actual cable. We just have you know HBO and everything. So whatever. We have right. streaming services. So by the time that we get it, it's already done. Right. Uh, all right, Josh. Well, those were all the fan submissions. Thank you again to the loyal listeners, Al, uh, Walters, and Brian. Those also happen to be the three people listening live right now. So, you know, it goes to show that Fave Favre is a great segment. It gets people to listen so they can listen to themselves talk on our airwaves. Josh, do you want the walk-off shot this week, or do you want me to take the walk-off shot this week? I had it last week, but I don't know if we're doing this every other thing. Or, you know, sometimes we try and go with the confidence index. How confident do you feel in your walk-off shot? Because I know you love TV. Um, you can have it again. I'll give it to you. Since you, you, you made the first motion of how difficult it was, um, I'm, I'm excited to see what you finally narrowed it down to. I mean, I've, I feel like my list is going to be pretty predictable for people who know me. But all right, Josh, I'll take the walk-off shot. So uh, you go ahead with any of your honorable mentions or any other thoughts you want to give uh, before you hop into your list. Oh, actually, you know what? Here, I'll take the walk-off shot because i got to cross some things off here real quick. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll go first then for me. Um, you know, if we were still the Fave Five, I know exactly what would have been in my five spot. We're only the Fave Five now, though. Uh, some of the shows I considered were Black Mirror uh, and The Orville came up. I also went on IMDb, Al. Uh, but I thought those were more sci-fi focused. I mean, certainly all the episodes are, you know, drama-induced, but I don't, it didn't feel right to put them on this list. Um, Westworld is great, but it's still going. Uh, Mindhunter is only two seasons in, but still a great show. House of Cards, I really, really loved. Obviously, the legend is tainted a bit with uh, Kevin Spacey. You know, I, you know, I, I always struggle with the argument myself of separating the art from the artist. So, you know, it is what it is. Certainly, the first couple seasons of House of Cards were absolutely incredible. Uh, but if you take the whole series, House of Cards doesn't make my Faye Favre list in the end. And then the one that would have taken my fifth spot if we were still the Faye Five, White Collar, absolutely great show, ran on USA Network from 2009 to 2014, starring Matt Bomer. Love White Collar. Um, but it didn't make my list. Josh, my fourth favorite TV show, um, this one, I would be surprised if it's not on your list, uh, but you know, there's a lot of shows out there. For me, it was Prison Break. Ran from 2005 to 2009, and then again had a fifth season run in 2017. Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell in the lead roles. I mean, this show, I had to watch it every night. Um, and obviously, the show started in 2005, so that's me probably started in the fall, so that's me, you know, starting sixth grade and just watching people break out of jail. I mean, Sucre was on there, who was also in Benchwarmers. I mean, this is just everything I wanted was uh, was in this show, and it felt awesome to watch Prison Break. Josh, let's hear about some of your honorable mentions and your farf. Yeah. So, some honorable mentions. Al had Vikings just based on the name. Um, I actually have it in my honorable mentions because it's a good show. Um, Ozark was on another list. I enjoy that show quite a bit. I believe that was Al's list. Another one, uh, Last Kingdom. It's a kind of a period piece um, about a about another you know Viking Vikings and uh, Brits. Uh, Chernobyl. Um, that's on my list as well. The miniseries there, but it was a very good drama. Um, Peaky Blinders is one that Nikita and I really enjoy. Uh, Breaking Bad. Um, I haven't. I've rewatched it, but to me, it just it got too hyped up beforehand, so I was not as, you know, I was 
impressed, but everybody hyped it up so much that the, the it zeitgeist just got to a bit. Fizzle. Yeah. Um, Manifest, which is still kind of running and just got renewed for its last season. Um, like that one a lot. It's it's an interesting piece, but it's more. Um, it's not necessarily drama so much as it is a sci-fi, but more I guess more so drama. And then my last. Um, my last honorable mention, which maybe if we looked at the whole kind of the summation of it, Game of Thrones might not have even made my honorable mentions because the final season was absolute dog water that got urinated in. Oh, I no. hated every moment of it. And for those of you who had it on your list, you're a disgrace to TV and you should probably rewatch the Black vs. White Ants, which is aka the Static Channel. Um, Oh, so wow that's i don't even <laughs> it is oh. the most disappointing season in all of tv history and i don't care what you people say that have watched lost that have seen the finale of dexter you could watch game of thrones one through five just fine six maybe seven okay fine you may have some brain damage but the last season never again so so would you say moving- this was would you say this was you watching the show Oh brother, this guy stinks! Is that was that what you're saying every episode? Yes. Okay, sorry. Go um, ahead. Well, you know, Walter's your opinion on anything. Josh, Thumbs down. Josh, you're feeding the truth. My, <laughs> my fave Favre is the same as yours. Prison Break. Really? Watch okay. that show multiple, multiple times. My wife loves it. I love it. Um, might have been higher on my list if it weren't for um, season four. I actually like season three more than four, um, but uh, it, it was still a good show overall. Um, the you know season four itself being my least favorite season, it was still better than season eight of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even have a problem with season four. I think it's just usually the the very ending, the last episode, um, is not everyone's favorite. Which I mean, you could watch the whole series and just not watch the last episode, and you could love it. Um, but I get what you're saying there. Uh, but Prison Break, great show. I'm glad it made both our lists. Josh, my number three this is a show I absolutely loved. It ran from 2007 to 2013 on the USA Network. The title role or the you know the lead roles were Jeffrey Donovan and Bruce Campbell. I'm of course talking about the uh, the spy, somewhat thriller, somewhat drama, Burn Notice. Absolutely loved this show. Uh, I was definitely MacGyver inspired. Um, is you know the Burn Notice. It's a burnt spy that was uh, you know got burnt out of the cia they were compromised uh they're super resourceful in- individual just like uh, macgyver but you know again i was watching the show in middle school it ended you know after i was out of high school but i was just super into this show for whatever reason i just really really loved it uh so i'd say it's my macgyver for the people who watched macgyver as a kid but burn notice absolutely great show i think it's on amazon prime right now if it's not i don't know where else you could watch it but burn notice is a great show and i think anyone who watches it would love it especially i think brian would like burn notice um, based on what I think about his personality, but I don't know everything about Brian. But yeah, my number three was Burn Notice from the USA Network, Josh. What's your number three? Um, it's not Burn Notice, but it, that is a good show. I've never seen all the way through. I think I got, you know, to the, I think I got like two thirds of the way through. Um, and so, but no, good show. I agree, Brian would probably like it. My number three is one that uh, near, near and dear to my heart. Uh, we're gonna go with Dr. Gregory House. Um, gotta gotta love Dr. House. Here, Laurie being a Britain man with an American accent, 
has that little um, that pimp walk um, because of his uh, injury that you know has a lot of backstory in the in the show, but. The acting was great. Uh, I think that season four was one of my favorites where he had the whole like contest of uh, to, to pick his team. Um, I love that segment or just the, the power that he had from it. Um, but overall, great show. I'm surprised. How is your number three, Josh? I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because I know how much TV you watch and how passionate you have been about a lot of the shows you watch, but House, absolutely great show. My number two, uh, Josh, is Mr. Robot, and this is the newest show on my list. I was really I was really trying to be careful about the recency bias here. Uh, Mr. Robot ran from 2015 to 2019 on the USA Network, so I mean, another USA Network show I'm thinking highly of. Shout out to Basic Cable. Uh, but Rami Malek and Christian Slater in the lead roles there. It's just a really good modern show it definitely makes you think um, a lot just in general it's a thought-provoking show i mean it, it talks about the hacking underground kind of so i mean if you're not into hacking if you're not into technology if you're not into like somewhat hacker culture computers all this and that you know the show might not necessarily be for you um but just kind of just to give an overview for someone who's never heard of Mr. Robot, probably like Brian, uh, but maybe not. Who knows? Uh, but it's basically kind of the first season. What they're going through is what were what were to happen if someone were to hack like the big banks and uh, you know and deleted all the debt. And so it's kind of the journey of how could they do that? What would happen if that happened? This and that. So that's kind of uh, what's going on in the first season. And then the subsequent seasons, I think, are absolutely excellent. The fourth season was super high rated on every you know Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, all that. Mr. Robot, an absolutely beautiful show. Only only four seasons i think everyone could get into it and love it and it's not that old so uh there's no not too many dated references or this or that but mr robot was my number two josh what do you got for your number two uh my number two is one that uh ended a while ago but is going to be um with the final season coming soon dexter um one of those shows that you got to have a notebook out so you could take notes make sure that you're prepared for any sort of situation um gotta love michael c hall um, yeah, the, the last season gets some of a bad rap, but every episode of that is still better than every episode of the season eight of Game of Thrones. I'm not bitter. You are. Um, but my number two show is Dexter and I'm looking forward to the new season. So like, I know the, I think I haven't, I've not been a Dexter guy myself, but I know the kind of the ending of the show, like the last, the final shot or what was supposed to be the ending of the show. Now there's going to be another season was, uh, I will probably say contentious, controversial, whatever. Did you like how the show ended originally? I mean, you're obviously excited for the new season cause you love the show, but would you have been happy if the show ended out as it did? Or are you happier now that they're making one more season? I, I feel like they, so I wasn't upset with how it ended. Like a lot of people was. Um, there was maybe one or two things that I didn't agree with or didn't like, but uh, that's, you're going to find that in a lot of shows. Um, I would have been absolutely fine, I guess, if they didn't renew it, but the way that they left it definitely left it open for, you know, it, it would be like Marvel doing their post credit scene with another movie and then just not releasing it. That's kind of how I felt. Okay, interesting. All right, well, Josh, my number one then. Uh, it's. I was disappointed to see it was your number three. Of course, I'm referring to House MD, Josh. House, I absolutely love. Uh, made Walter's List as well. Uh, ran from 2004 to 2012 on, I don't fucking know, ABC, NBC, something like that. More basic cable. Hugh Laurie in the lead role. Absolutely love him. Uh, just everything about the show was so fucking good to me. Uh, I mean, the, the the mysteries, the medical mysteries themselves, the B stories as well with Cuddy or Wilson or, you know, anyone else on the team. It was just incredible. Plus, I mean, 
you know, as someone's very impressionable years for me, 2004 to 2012, that's pretty much me from fifth grade to graduating high school. Uh, it gives us the, I said, I wrote down, it gives many of us the opportunity to live vicariously through him, aka House, as an asshole who was always right. And so I'm sure um, there are plenty of times who people think think that I think that, that I'm an asshole who's always right, and I'm definitely not always right. But uh, to, the, the reason this show made number one for me is because uh, I went so far as to record episodes I was going to miss because I was at sports or like confirmation or something. I would record episodes on VHS, Josh. I was that desperate. This was pre-DVR days, and uh, I wanted to make sure I saw every episode of House as they came out, so we were recording that shit on VHS tapes, okay? So that's why House is my number one. Absolutely love the show. Uh, love the characters that came in and out. Like Cal Penn made the show at one point, and he was there for a good couple seasons, I believe. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just loved House beginning to end, and I would rewatch it again today. In fact, I might start this fall. Josh, what's your number one? What's your walk-off shot? So before I give the walk-off shot, I just want to go ahead and say that the reason it was three on my list is because I, I've only seen, I don't know if you remember, but I've only watched, was it eight seasons? Uh, yeah, I think so. So I've only, I only watched that final season one time, and it was six years after the fact. So uh, it was a long time afterwards. So um, I've seen like the first six seasons many, 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 many times. But uh, for some reason, if I start rewatching it at that point, that's when it gets lost and I get busy with other things. Or And so, um, yes, it, it's a great show. If I were to have watched all eight seasons multiple times, it might have been higher on my list. Sure. Um, but without further ado, it is a show. I'm moving on to my number one show that I've watched through, oh, I don't know, half a dozen times. Um, trying to get my uh, newborn son to be named after this uh, character in this show as well. Um, I'm talking about Spartacus. Find it on Showtime. It's about gladiators. A lot of nude dudes, so everybody who's into that probably likes that part about it. Um, overall, it's a great story. 100% historical accurate. No, no need to look anything up about it. It's all true. Um, but no, I'm just... I'm just playing. But overall, love the show. Even this is, I mean, this is even though the main character was replaced. The actor for season one is not the same for season three, technically, because uh, the actor from season one passed away from cancer after shooting. So he was sick while shooting as Spartacus. And then they had to do a season two kind of buffer, which was a prequel to season one. And then season three came out as a sequel to season one. And it uh, was a new actor. So kind of threw me through a loop the first time, but both of them killed it. Um, and I enjoy that show. Yeah, I mean, I've only heard good things from you about it. Uh, topic teaser for next week. This one's going to be a kicking it a bit old school. Brian should thrive in this one. I'm not sure what kind of other you know fan submissions we'll get. But the topic for next week's Fave Farve is written news sources. So this is news that people write that you read. So obviously the Star Tribune, Wall Street Journal, all shit like that. Uh, could be a magazine, could be a newspaper, could be online articles like The Athletic, whatever. Written news sources, the Fave Farve for next week. Josh, you have any final words for the folks? Yeah, Brian, when he's talking written news sources, he doesn't mean the caveman that lived across from you that used a stone tablet to jot notes down. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, that is a written news source. Technically, I'd accept it. It's a subjective list. Anyways, engage the show if you please. Discord uh, is a great way to interact with us. If you're not in there, get in there. Anchor.fm slash hoodpod is a great way to leave those fave far voicemails we're just talking about or if you want to kick it old school hidden oaks overdose at gmail.com you can also check out hidden oaks overdose.com for a league of record stuff uh thank you for sponsoring the show on anchor al anyone else who wants to do that can go to anchor.fm slash hoodpot slash subscribe josh let's get the heck out of here huh pal later Deuces.